Instructions on how to build a sukkah. Walk outside. Choose a corner of land under the open sky. Build walls that are strong enough to withstand the wind. At least 32 inches high, not taller than 30 feet. Gather leaves, snip them from their source. Lay them down as your ceiling and cover your window to the sky. Move your dining room table outside. Clean up the mess. Now, you have a sukkah. Hi, I'm Tanya, and you're listening to episode 24 of Human and Holy a podcast where we discuss spiritual ideas in human terms. Today's episode is sponsored by Freddy Schusterman in honor of the 40th birthday of Gitta Freda Baschaya Devara, which is on Simchas Tara. Thank you, Freddy, for making today's episode happen. To sponsor an episode or become a supporter on Patreon, please reach out at humanandholy at gmail.com. I am solo today, sharing some reflections on the holiday of Sukkot. This idea has been brewing in my life for months, and I'm so excited to share it with you. I have seasons of my life where I can just feel myself floating above my days. I am there, but I have an unsettling sense that I'm not really there. My body and mind are working together technically, and I feel like an active participant in my life. But there is a tiny buffer that keeps my feet inches from the ground. When I learned the word for this experience, every bone in my body was just like, yes, that is it. That's the unnamed feeling. It's disembodiment. Disembodiment is often defined as a disruption of bodily self-awareness, which causes us to feel detached from our body's experience. It's when we're not tapped into our physical environment because we are distracted by our minds, our to-do lists, or a story we're telling ourselves in our heads. It's when there's a disconnect between our physical presence in this world and our internal headspace. So we just don't feel fully present in our bodies and our immediate environments. We're here, but we're not fully here. I used to think of presence as something we did for other people. So I'll set aside my phone, my to-do lists, my distractions to make eye contact with this person before me. I'll be present for my child or my husband or my friend or whatever human being deserves the respect right now of my full presence. But what if I am not 
present within myself. Do you know the feeling of shutting the computer screen after you've been passively consuming for a little too long? Or shutting a book that you've been completely engrossed in? And feeling like you're just floating above the world? It's because our screens, or our books, or our to-do lists, often take us someplace else where our physical sensations are not. That when we find ourselves back in the room that we were in the entire time, it feels like we're floating above it. It usually takes me a few minutes to readjust my body into itself. Walk outside. Choose a corner of land under the open sky. Touch the walls, at least 32 inches high. Feel the wind moving through you. The wind is strong, but it is not strong enough to break you. You feel the strength in your legs. Your feet are planted in the ground. You touch the leaves, brittle and itchy. You touch the dining room table, rooted and firm. It is raining, and you can feel the water, wet and sticky on your face. You hear a fly tickling the branches. You can feel your heartbeat breathing slowly in your chest. Grounding exercises usually ask you to place your feet on the floor, right now, wherever you are. It asks you to close your eyes and trace the heaviness or lightness of your muscles. It asks you to stay present in your current environment and lean into it more deeply. It might be easier to ground yourself on the beach or while watching sunset or whenever you find yourself in a beautiful place. But the embodiment you can live with is not the embodiment that is found in the departure from your life. That wouldn't be a true embodiment. It is the presence in the life you currently have, in the moment that you are already in. We are coming off of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, a season of the year that focuses on souls, not on bodies. The months of Elul and Tishrei are a journey of introspection, crowning God as king and returning to our innate connection with him. And I can only speak for myself here when I say that the hours of prayer in Shul are often accompanied by my body squirming just a little bit. On Yom Kippur, we fast to be like angels, (laughs) not like humans. So there's a reason why we might feel slightly disembodied during that time. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, to me, feel like a necessary departure into the theoretical. 
It's the Chachma and the Bina, before the Das. It's the heady and heartfelt inspiration that prepares us for a year of sweat, for a year of presence. In a talk given by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, he speaks about the focus of the holiday of Sukkot. I mean, the name of the holiday pretty much gives it away, but it is the structure of the sukkah itself that is the focus of the entire week. It's not the lulav and esrog, which we shake every morning, and it's not the prayers, though we do sit for hours in shul, and it's not hollow, just filled with joy and gratitude. It's the sukkah, those four walls with particular measurements that are decked in leaves. Most mitzvahs that we do engage only one of our limbs at one time of day. Like the lulav and esrog, which we shake with our arms each morning. Or the prayers that we mouth with our lips and our hearts. This mitzvah engages all of them. We don't fulfill the mitzvah of the sukkah with a certain limb. We step into it with our entire bodies. The mitzvah of the sukkah is not abstract or emotional at all. It doesn't require that you meditate on something or accept God in your heart. It simply requires that you build a sukkah and spend time there. Sukkis is the culmination of the entire month. Just like the goal of learning an idea is to fuse it with our lived experience, the culmination of this entire month of prayer, of returning, of charity, of introspection, is to get to the point where we can enter the sukkah with our full beings, hearts and minds aligned with our bodies, every single bone. That is the gift of the sukkah, total embodiment of a mitzvah, all our limbs involved, entering God's embrace. My soul craves this connection, and now my entire body is immersed in it. I find it interesting that during the holiday of sukkahs, we don't say, oh, I sat in the sukkah already today. I'm good for today. We actually find every opportunity to keep returning to the sukkah, to show up again and again and again. We don't check it off our list the way we do with the Lulavanestroke. Because God says, this holiday is about spending time in my embrace. With your physical bodies, we've spent weeks delving into our connection with God into the areas of ourselves that could use self-improvement and returning. And now God says, come inside. Will you be with me? I want your physical presence. I want your physical body in the sukkah. I want you to move your physical being to the place that your soul craves to be. With me. We are asked to do everything we normally do in a day inside the sukkah's walls. We relocate our entire lives into this hut. For the duration of the holiday, God is asking simply for our presence. 
for one week, we are asked not to focus on the future or the past or our spiritual goals, but simply to be right here, right now, with God. Because for this week, our souls are exactly where our bodies are. Our entire selves nestled in God's embrace. Walk outside. Stand in your corner of land. Touch the walls at least 32 inches high. Strong enough to withstand the wind. God's words running through them. Your feet are planted in the ground. The leaves snipped from the bushes block your open sky. Tonight is not about stargazing. Tonight is not about the worlds you cannot see. It is your dining room table, rooted and firm. The rain, wet and sticky. The wind that cannot shake you. The flies, buzzing and celebratory. Your heartbeat, breathing slowly in your chest. Your presence, held securely in the arms of Godsuka, held tightly in these walls, at least 32 inches high. For me, personally, Sukis couldn't come at a better time. After an entire year of social media and long-distance connections, I am craving immersion. I don't just want to speak with you. I want to stand next to you. And I don't just want to speak to God. I want to feel him in my bones. I don't just want to conceptualize the sukkah as a beautiful symbol and metaphor of God's embrace. I want to actually sit inside it with my entire being I want to feel my bones enveloped in his otherworldly love. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, you can find me on Instagram at the Tanya Project or via email at humanandholy at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode and could take a quick second to leave a rating or review, it would be so appreciated and it helps other people find the podcast. And if you don't want to miss a single episode, they come out every other Sunday morning, then hit the subscribe button and you'll get a notification whenever a new episode is live. Thanks again, and I hope you have a wonderful day.